To all who come to this happy place, welcome. To all who come to this happy place, welcome to the Disneyland After Dark podcast, episode one. Here we are. We finally made it. A little bit of a break from our pilot episode yep. uh, a couple of weeks ago. But as you can hear, joining me, as he always will be, is Craig. Cheers, guys. I'm just outside K-Tams, West Derby's best chippy. Yeah. Not in California. No. Unlike me. I'm sitting at uh, Lamplight Lounge currently. There you go. So I really wish I was. It's just coming up a year since I went, which is ridiculous. I can't believe it's nearly a year. It's just like two and a half weeks away since it's been a full year since I was at Disneyland. Um, But we aren't here to talk about reminiscing. (laughs) We are here to talk about actually getting there. As we promised, we feel like Disneyland is a forgotten journey and trip for us Brits. It's not part of uh, the Disney Holiday Company. It's all done by yourself. You don't have any support. You might get some from... Uh, travel agent but the likelihood is they're going to know more about Walt Disney World and Disneyland Paris than they are Disneyland Yeah. so we said right from the word go that what we were going to do we were going to talk about how to get to Disneyland from the UK and I know you've done a bit of research Craig I've yeah. got a bit of research in front of me we're going to do it we're going to look at it a different way so you've you've just told me you've gone direct with British Airways but you've also got some other info yeah, um, so last year's holiday to um, Washington, Philadelphia, New York, we booked it basically using BA holidays, um, and you could do multi-stay, um, split stays and everything within the website, and it built a holiday for us, and we booked it. So I've done that way, but I've also done um, the full it, basically, how we would do a Walt Disney World holiday, basically. Yeah. So. Yeah. So how do you want to start? Do you want me to start with with Expedia or do you want to do one of yours first? Uh, do one of mine first if you want. And yeah. I'll go uh, with the absolute, this is the dog's um, gonads, as we say in the industry. Now, I was uh, unable to get flights, obviously, direct from Manchester. So yeah. I, I can get free train travel. But obviously, so I haven't factored that cost in. But I'm flying from uh, Heathrow. Yeah. BA. And I wanted to treat myself. Now, I went on the 10th. There's a lot of flights to LAX on a daily basis. Yes, so there is. a lot of choice, but not much difference in price. So I went on the 10th, 1020, uh, lands at 1.30 in the afternoon, premium yep. seats, because I just thought, why not? They were £1,700 per person premium. And it, I've just said BA, I'm lying. It wasn't, it was Delta. Um, yeah. And so it's going to be a Virgin flight. And then premium on the way back, this was a one-week excursion in August, 5th of August uh, next year, just a random date. So I went for 10pm, landing at 4.20pm uh, the next day. And I did that specifically because uh, there was 
£1,636 per seat, actually, for £6,862 for the super flights, which is a price that I'm not averse to, you know, travelling in August. I then booked um, hotels for the night before and for the night we landed, the afternoon we landed, and that's why I picked the 10pm flight to maximise the day, but also the room would be ready when we landed at 4.20 in the afternoon. Yeah. And it was in the uh, Radisson Blue, two rooms because we've got two adult kids now. So it was two hundred and ninety-two pounds per night. So it was so it's a, basically an extra three hundred pounds at the start and at the end of the holiday. I then just went with Uber uh, to get from uh, LAX to the Disneyland area, and it was seventy-five dollars. Uh, for an X, for a Comfort Electric, which I was quite excited about, $120. Uh, and then just a Comfort, $86. So, you know, good good figures. And then I booked the Tropicana Inn and Suites. Uh, two rooms again, because we're, you know, we're a family of four. And it was... Uh, £3,727 for seven nights. And it was quite, from memory, it was a less than half a mile from the entrance. Yeah. Um, so I felt that was somewhere that we could stay. It looked lovely. It's a two and a half star, which I don't know how, you know, it's certainly not a five star. Um, but so that whole holiday was coming in at around what? A uh, seven, ten, twelve, thirteen grand. Yeah, which is we've just paid fifteen grand for nearly three weeks in Walt Disney World. So I pushed the boat out a little bit on that one, um, but I'm not adverse to doing that uh, when it suits. So yeah, yeah, uh, that that gives everybody a, a basic overview, and we're we're going to dive more into flights. With this one, aren't we? Because yeah. we're talking about getting there. But you've priced out a, a whole holiday there. Um, yeah. So that gives everybody a basic overview. And what we're going to do as we go further on is we're gonna, going to look at reviews for hotels at, in the Disneyland area as we go. So the Tropicana will come up in that, I'm sure, because yeah. it is very close. Um, so that will be one of them. So what I did, I've gone in and I've looked at Expedia. So I've pulled out all the flights that are leaving both, as you say, Heathrow, because Heathrow is the only place you can get a direct flight to Los Angeles in the UK. But I've also pulled out, as you said, you couldn't find any direct ones because there isn't. I have pulled out flights from Manchester. Um, so I'm going to go through. I can see your flight is on there. That you picked um, at exactly the same price. Um, so the 1020, um, I've got it at Virgin, starting at 995 with no luggage, just carry on. Um, £65 for one bag. Um, and then you can get a seat choice for free, uh, for a fee even, not for free. Um, then you've got the Economy Classic which is basically the same seat, but your first bag is included. And that's £1,085. Then you've got the Economy Classic Flex. Same thing again, but that includes your cancellation 
and no change uh, fees are included in that. So that's what the flex bit is about. Um, and that was 1,287. So they put on another 200 pounds just to be able to cancel your flights when you want to. Um, then you've got the economy delight. Um, I'm not quite, that includes your seat choice. So that's the only change with that one. That's another hundred pound, pretty much. That's 1,325 pounds. Um, and then you've got, again, that didn't include um, being able to cancel or change. If you want that, again, that's another £160 on top, um, which is the Economy Delight Flex, which is 1490 And then we come to yours, the Premium Cabin at £1,781. That includes everything and includes two checked bags. Um, so that's what you looked at. And then there's another one, which because, of course, the one that you found didn't include cancellation and, and changes. Uh, for £1,931, you get everything. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the Virgin Delta, as you say. Um, that's not actually the quickest flight. Wow. Um, so Expedia's just asked me to refresh everything um, because it's been sat there for so long. This shows you how long I've been sitting here looking at this, trying to to find it it's just going to load again but typically it wants to do it while i'm i'm recording um so let me put it back so the duration the, the shortest duration um because the virgin fight was uh 11 hours and 10 minutes yeah. um the shortest flight is actually the 6 615 um which is united airways which takes five minutes off your flight, apparently. I explain that, flying from the same place, unless it's the current of the time of the day. Um, so that that starts currently, it says there's only four seats left. So this is joint operation between United and Brussels Airlines. Oh. Um, so it starts from £1,123 for your Oof. basic Um all to say five minutes. Yeah. Um, so that's basically everything that we talked about previously. It's only hand luggage included. Uh, that's £57 if you want to check a bag on top of that. No cancellations or changes allowed on that. Um, then again, you've got the economy, but this includes your first bag. And there's, bizarrely, this also includes the no change fees. It doesn't include cancellation, though, um, at £1,212. Um, so you get a bag and uh, free changes. Um, for, And this is bizarrely named um, at £1,323, economy partially. <laughs> that sounds like a Brussels translation there. Yeah, it certainly does. So that's that's including the bag again. Um no change fees, and you can make cancellation for a fee on this one. Whereas the previous two, you couldn't cancel at all. That was it. Your money was gone. Um, then economy fully ref. <laughs> well, wow. At £1,423, that includes seat choice, no change fee, cancellation included, and your first bag. Um, then this makes a massive jump. 
it doubles in price um, for premium economy. Uh, that basically gets you two checked bags, but cancellation is not allowed. At nearly three grand, you can't cancel your flight. Gee whiz. <laughs> uh, again, the partially ref uh, goes to 2,977 and you can cancel for a fee. Uh, then you've got business costs. Nice. Uh, 3850 Can't cancel that either. But includes everything else that we've talked about. Uh, then the premium economy fully ref is actually more than the business class. Strange. Uh, to include the cancellation, uh, you can cancel that and you get your money back for nothing. Um, so the ref actually means refundable. Because uh... the next one is expanded. Uh, for £4,043, business partially refundable. So the cancellation fee is uh, on top of it. So if you cancel, it's £250 to cancel your flight. Um, but when you've already spent four grand, you can afford still get, it. Still get £3,750 back. I don't think they're going to worry about it. Um, business fully refundable is 4236 so that doesn't actually jump that much. That's only 200 So it is less than if yeah. you cancel and pay the fee. So that works out quite well um, towards the end, but a lot more expensive just to save five minutes. Um, I don't think many people will be doing that. Then pretty much for the same price that you've talked about with Virgin, they've got multiple flights throughout the day. Um, they've got one at 12.40, uh, landing at... 10 to 4. Uh, then you've got one at six fifty uh 4.55, and that lands at 5 past 8. Um, I am going to go ahead and not recommend that you get back, uh, you get that flight, the later one, because getting into LAX at 8 o'clock, you are going to be fried. And then having to travel to Disneyland, which is another hour on. By the time yeah. you get to your hotel in, in Anaheim, it's, it's going to be nearly 10 o'clock. Um, the the first one, the twelve forty, is a, is a decent time as well. Um, I I would say that's that's not bad. Then you've got British Airways. Uh, shout out to Ryan and British Airways uh, on this fine day. Um, British Airways are slightly earlier with their flights, which is why we took it. Um, their first flight out of Heathrow um, of a morning is nine fifty five, which is the flight that we got on last year. Um, and I'll break that down. That's that starts at one thousand and sixty-two pounds, so about seventy pound, eighty pound more expensive than Virgin. Yeah, which you're paying for the earlier departure, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that is your basic again. That's the basic economy: sixty pound for your first check bag, um, no cancellation, and a change fee of one hundred and fifty pounds on that one. Um, then it jumps to £1,246, that's standard economy. That includes your first bag, uh, no cancellation again, and the change fee is the same at £50. Um, and you do pay for your seat choice on that one. Um, and that carries on. You've got economy select, um, which has no change fees, uh, and a cancellation fee does apply. It doesn't say how much. And again, paying for your flight, uh, your seat choice. That carries on the, the seat choice for a fee um, in the economy select pro at £1,362. 
Um, no cancellation. Uh, cancellation is included on that. There's no fee for that and no change fees either. Then premium economy, that includes two checked bags, but cancellation is still not allowed on that one. Um, and it's £50 for the change fee once more, and it's a choice you have to pay for. Then £2,397 is premium economy select. Um, a cancellation fee does apply to that, but there's no change fees. It's not until you get to economy fully flexed that your seat choice is included um, at £5,021. What? <laughs> yep. Jeez. Um, that includes everything else. It doesn't include two bags, just one bag. Um, but your cancellation is included and your change fees are included. That is all the British Airways are offering on this flight. There's no um, business class or first nope. class on that. When we fly to Florida, it, there's chartered flights, isn't there? Yeah. And then there's, what's the other one? Oh, yeah. I um, can't remember either. Yeah, yeah. So these flights go regardless, don't they? Yeah. So is that why, I mean, I expected the prices to be a bit less than Florida. You know, like. Um, yeah, but you got to remember it's another thrill. Four hours as well yeah um but we we got the entire holiday last year washington philadelphia and new york for less than four thousand pounds like flights and, and accommodation so obviously washington isn't a, a popular destination is this like is this tourist or business or what i i would imagine it it's probably both um, the West Coast is is just as popular, um, I think, I would say, uh, as Florida. Um, and I actually picked pretty much the same week that you picked, except I went from Saturday to Saturday. So Which I picked weird, the 3rd of August. Because we didn't talk about dates, did no, we? No, <laughs> and I, I went into it looking at it, knowing that you go away in the summer holidays. So I thought, I'm going to pick August because that's when you go. Um, so we picked pretty much exactly the same. And it's weird because the week before, the few days before, the Thursday and the Friday is a lot less than the yeah. Saturday. But then the following week doesn't change much at all. It drops maybe by 100 as the cheapest one, whereas the two days before, the Thursday and the Friday, are as low as £652. Yeah. Um, because it's school holidays. I mean, what, so, I, what, I, what I will say is we've... Since we've recorded this, we've been to Florida and um, wifey, my wife, and my sister-in-law, Cough and Karen, uh, have been spooked. Um, they didn't like what we we were... We, we didn't fully unpack it at Hard Rock. Then we go to Animal Kingdom Lodge, and that's when we unpacked. And the idea, this has crept into their head that this holiday is going to be like a, a bit of a drive and holiday, a tour and around it, which it, for all intents and purposes, it, it was going to be. So Dave Coff and Karen and Lord Fauntleroy have tapped out and said, we're, we're not taking four kids. We we're going to be packing and unpacking. So what it's give us is the freedom to yep. um, go at a different time of year because they've said, you just go on your own. And it's give us the freedom to not necessarily try and do everything in the area at once 
So with that in mind, for me next one, which I did with BA, um, that was in February, half term next year. Now we've already got a holiday book, so we can't go. But the price that come back shocked me. Yeah. To me very core. So I'm looking at February 2025 now for my Disneyland trip. Um, and I can't wait to... I tried to have a look, but it, it's got to be 365 days on the yeah. VA. Yeah. So that pretty much covers it. I'm going to go... There's a couple more companies that deal with it. American Airlines is obviously the same as British Airways. They, they go out at the same on the same flight. And there's a couple of others. We've, In fact, there's one other... Um, and that's North Atlantic UK. Um, and that's flying from Gatwick, oh. which they're the only company that flies direct from Gatwick to LAX, which I didn't know about. Um, and, of course, coming from Gatwick, it's it's slightly slower than the others. Um, but it does start at £942. Um, so that's that takes off at um, 10.35 and gets you into LAX at 10 past 2. So 11 hours, 35 minutes, so slightly longer. Um, but then I was just going to go through, we've got some indirect ones, and I'll touch on that with, with Manchester as well. Um, you can fly with WestJet, which is an American company. Um, they fly into Calgary is oh. your indirect one. Um, same with Lufthansa. Yeah. Um, they fly into Montreal. Um, then you've got Air Lingus or Air Fungus as they're known as in our household, um, with your typical stop in Dublin. Yeah. Um Ryan. these are shout, all actually shout out to Ryan. Ryan. Once more, yeah, someone we used to know. Um I don't know, he might still be in Dublin for all we know. <laughs> um so these are all more expensive as well because they're indirect. Um then you've got Swiss International Airlines. With a stop in Zurich, so you're going the wrong way at this point. Yeah. You're going away from it. Um, British Airways also operate another flight out of uh, Heathrow that connects you in New York, in JFK. Oh. Um, and then multiple airlines. So this means it's a like a group one. I think you're probably flying with separate different companies as you do it. And this is the one that gets you leaving earliest. And honestly, it doesn't put that much on your time. Uh, you get two hours in Frankfurt on this one. But again, you're going away from it, and it is incredibly expensive doing it this way as well. But this flight takes off at 8.30 in the morning, but doesn't get you into LA until nearly 4 o'clock. And the thing is with the indirect stuff, that is generally cheaper. That's, a, yeah. you know, but it's more expensive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. Do you want to cover your BA one, and then I'll talk about flying from... Manchester. Pokey, pokey, pick it a pokey. So um, this is all done on the British Airways um, holiday website. And I was I flew from Heathrow on the 12th of February. On the 11.15, uh, arrived into Los Angeles at 5 to 3. And then I didn't book transfers because ridiculously... It looked like you ha the transfers where you picked up a hire car. Yeah. And it was for a small car over 400 quid. Um, so I, pr I presume we were having the car for the duration, which I'm not yeah. interested in. So ditto the Uber transfer. And I picked the uh, 
Claron. Yeah. Uh, Anaheim Resort. Yeah. Sound familiar? Yeah. Yeah. Um, from the twelfth of February to the sixteenth of February, with yeah, two rooms, right? And we upgraded that. Well, yeah, we we picked a king size bed for our room, and the girls had two queen beds in their room for three thousand pounds. Three thousand pounds. Now, obviously, you've got to factor in the Ubers. Um, and the hotel stays either side. Coming back, we would depart on LAX at three o'clock in the three twenty-five in the afternoon, arriving at nine fifty in the morning. So you could potentially make a run for home at that point, or you could just stay in a hotel. Um, so worst case scenario with two hotel stays, three hundred pounds each, two Ubers, a uh, hundred dollars each. You're talking. Just short of four grand for the same holiday that's not in August. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh me, oh my. And the weather is going to be nicer and it's going to be all a bit different. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's honestly, that's when we're going. We're going in February 2025 now. So we'll yeah. see you out there. <laughs> So, as I said, I wanted to touch on flying from Manchester just because it is your your closest airport, and I'm kind of in the middle. I could go yeah. from either. I, last time I went to Orlando, I flew from... Well, last time I went as a family, we flew from Manchester to Orlando. Um, so I am pretty much smack bang in the middle in the Midlands. It's pretty much an hour and a half, two hours, whichever airport I go to. Um, so there's no direct flights from Manchester. So mm. as simple as that, you pretty much are stuck flying from London, no matter what you do. Um, was, was that always? Was that always how it was? I think so. Yeah, I think so. COVID related. No, I think it's it's always been been that way. So again, I'm looking at the ones that take in the shortest amount of time, but because they are indirect, they're not going to be anywhere near as quick. So the quickest one, um, there's two. One British Airways, one Virgin. So taking off at 7.20 from Manchester Airport, you are flying to Heathrow. Uh, yeah. Um, so this is a 13-hour and 50-minute journey, um, costing £1,176. So you're saving, you're saving a lot of time there because yeah. you don't have to travel down from Liverpool down yeah. to Heathrow. Yeah. Yeah. Then the Virgin one, that takes off at nine, and that's taking you to Amsterdam <laughs> for a one-hour, sure. thirty-five-minute stop. For sure, um, that is one thousand three hundred seventy-three pounds. Um, again, it takes the same amount of time as the yeah. one flying to London, despite the fact that you're going further away. It's actually pretty much the same flight time. That's- that's bonkers, but yep. again, you're still saving time. Yeah, and if you want to go a bit quicker, and actually this is cheaper, um, 13, 13 hours 55, so five minutes more. Again, Virgin, um, going to Amsterdam, but this one takes off at five to six in the morning and gets you into LA before lunchtime. Oh. Gets you in at 10 to 12. 
Bad Which that's the only way of getting in that early is by wow. doing that. I've never known a flight get in that early. Um, then you've got more of your usual suspects. You've got uh, Ellingus, um, 1,105. That's another half an hour on the flight. Um, one hour 55 in Dublin, 12.05 takeoff, getting you there at a half past six in the evening. Mm-hmm. That's that's starting to push it, isn't it? By getting yeah. getting there at that time. Then more British Airways and uh, American Airlines at ten fifty, um, seven fifty. Um, they're all going from uh, London, so you're stopping at Heathrow again. Um, then you've got another one that flies to Paris, to Charles de Gaulle. Um, that's Virgin, uh, but they're starting to jump at over two grand at that point. Um, so you really are starting to um, lose it. There's another one, a five five past, uh, five five to six flight again, getting you into LAX at five past one with a stop in Paris. Uh, slightly longer stop in Paris is the reason for that. Um, and they're all much of a muchness, kind of one point five grand when you're looking at those ones. Couple again, New York with Aer Lingus, Toronto. With Air Canada, um, Frankfurt. Air, Air Canada, A. Yeah. Uh, and that's pre- that pretty much covers it. There's a couple that have actually got two stops as well, with a stop in Toronto and one in Denver. Oh, um, that would be awful. Yeah, no, that's horrible. I, I, I've done one with one stop. That's enough. Wouldn't want to yeah. do any more. So that that covers the flights, but the the last thing, and you covered it a little bit with with your Uber journey. Yeah. Um, Disney have got their own recommended like recommended ways of getting to the resort from LAX. We could talk about the other airports in in Southern California. We can't get to them from here. There are no flights that go into any of their regional airports. LAX is the international airport, and that is it. They've got another five airports. In the, in the Los Angeles and Southern California area. Um, you can fly into John Wayne Airport, Long Beach Airport, Hollywood Burbank Airport, Ontario International Airport, and San Diego International Airport. We can fly to San Diego, but you're going to be traveling for a good three hours. Wow. When you come out of San Diego, it's not close at all. So as you mentioned, you can hire a car from LAX. I did that this time yeah. just because we are a semi-young family. Um, it was it was easier. Um, it wasn't, I wouldn't do it again. We've already decided that we don't need the stress of learning how to drive a car on a different side of a road in one of the busiest cities in the world. Um, just, it's not, it's not pretty when you've been on a 11, 12 hour flight. It just, it, it's not the one. It's not like Florida when you get into Orlando and they're, big, wide, quiet roads yeah. driving through places, you hit traffic pretty much as soon as you pull out of that parking well, lot. Well, that's what you see on all the films, isn't it? Yeah. Gridlocked, like yeah. six six-lane highways and all that. Yeah, and that is exactly how it is. So I'm going to touch on the ones that Disney recommend. So it's approximately 40 miles from LAX to Disneyland, to the resort. The first recommendation 
And I don't think a lot of people realise just how good it is. But Los Angeles public transport is one of the quietest amount of public transports I've ever been on. It's ridiculous. We used the Metro the first couple of times we went to LA because we were staying in Hollywood. It's so quiet. Wow. So no one's using it? No. And it's at times, it depending on where you are, like in Hollywood, it looks pristine. Like everything is clean. And it is nothing like the underground here. It's it's ridiculous. So they actually recommend that you can use bus and rail, which is their metro system. Um, so it consists of interlinked bus routes and rail lines. So it's got everything. It's all included on one thing. Um, so you exit the baggage claim area uh, and you wait for a shuttle um, on the uh, the lower lot or the lower level of of the terminal. Um, and you're looking for a shuttle uh, marked G that takes you to the train station, um, which is called Aviation Aviation Station. Say that when you've had a couple of drinks. Um, Aviation and, Station. And then you can get on the train from there. Um, you board the Metro Rail Green Line uh, and you head east towards Norwalk, uh, N-O-R-W-A-L-K. Um, once you get to, to that station, you hop off the train and you board Metro Express Line 460, which takes you directly to Disneyland. Wow. So it's very, very quick. Um, it's obviously going to be a little bit longer than if you were in a car, but you don't have to go through the whole rigmarole of sorting out which car you're going to get. Like in my case, I should have been able to have taken the car via the app. It didn't happen. It didn't work. I had to go in and queue. Oh. Uh, and all of that. So taking that into account, getting on the bus to take you to the, the rental place and that, there's probably not much difference, honestly. And is it a scan-in, scan-out, or is it an app-based ticket? Or um, The last time I used it, and I haven't used it for a while, you still had to buy a ticket. I would imagine you probably can scan in now in the same, same way that we do here. It, it's pretty much the way of every major city now, isn't it? That you yeah, can just yeah. tap in and out. Um, and it all will come under one thing. You used to be able to buy a bus and a train ticket all in, in one. So that's that's all there. Then the one that I used the first couple of times, and, and that's using a shuttle service. Um, they have shuttles running to and from shared mini, mini buses. Um, single cars, like renting a taxi, basically, in that case. But we used a company called Super Shuttle. They don't seem to exist in, in Los Angeles anymore. The one that Disneyland recommends is called the Carmel Shuttle Service. Um, so they operate a fleet of vehicles based on the number of passengers in your party. One of the following vehicles may be scheduled for your service. Unmarked transport vans, black SUVs and town cars. Um, so it just says uh, limousines may charge a flat rate that is close to the rate charged by a taxi service. Vans pick up passengers on the lower arrival levels, like the bus service to the, the train station. Um, and as it says, Carmel Shuttle, which provides services to the Disneyland Resort area, picks up passengers on the lower arrival level islands in front of each terminal on the middle island curb under the white sign marked passenger pickup. Oh. So, and uh, as I say, I have used something similar 
they were called yeah. Super Shots all back then. I don't know whether it's the same same company and they've just changed the name. Um, but that is that's Disneyland's recommendation. Um, you collect your luggage um, and then you call them, um, or if they've um, provide if you've provided a cell number uh, and have received a text alert upon landing, tap the ready to go link in the text from the Carmel Shuttle. So basically, they'll send you a text and then you click on it and tell them that you're ready to be picked up, and they'll so, uh, they'll arrive for you. And where did he drop you off? So obviously, you're on with other people, or you know, yeah, so it, it can be. So if you're in one of the shared cars, they will serve a certain amount of hotels in the same area. Um, we were weirdly, we as I said, we were staying in Hollywood. What we didn't know was that we had a uh, scriptwriter oh. on our bus. We got taken into Paramount Studios. No way! So we got <laughs> yep. dropped off first. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that that was fun. But yeah, there, there there'll be a number of hotels that they drop off. You could be first. Yeah. It's just it's just luck of the draw, depending on on which one's nearest. Um, but I I found that a great way to be honest. Out of these two, if I was with a family, I'd probably take the second option. If I was on my own and going to Disneyland, I would pick the first one. And I'd do public transport. Yeah, definitely. Um, because I tend to not go with much luggage when I'm on my own. I'll have a backpack, and that'll probably be it. Um, and then the final option, in a similar vein to to yours, Disney recommend Lyft as their drop off. Everybody knows how to use Lyft and Uber. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. I'm not going to explain it. Um, it's there for everybody to see. But they are the three recommendations from Disneyland themselves. So pretty straightforward. As I say, you can rent a car. It's just not my preference. I've done it once. Well, I think unless you're going to take yourself off, I wouldn't bother. If I mean, for us, now we're starting to, even now, to 18 months out, I know I'm going in February 25. Um, I'm starting to narrow it down, and I don't need to drive around. We, we'll That'll be a different holiday at a different time. Yeah. So we'll have the car then. It'll just be a transfer, and we'll focus on. We won't even do Universal. The first no, time. and I don't. Bl- I don't blame you for that at all. Like I didn't do Disneyland the first time I went. I stayed yeah. in the Hollywood area because there's so much to do. Yeah, you've got I mean, Universal, then you've got studio tours and and stuff like that, and then then the general LA like tourist things. Yeah, exactly. Walk of Fame, etc. The the sign, um, Beverly Hills. All of that you can easily kind of set aside as a separate trip. How far is like the Anaheim area to Hollywood? Um, you're probably about an hour and a half. See, that's too far. Yeah. You know, for, so for the first trip, I think we would just focus on Disneyland yeah. and just. And if you it. wanted, if you wanted to go to Universal, you can do it by public transport. Yeah. Exactly the same. There's a metro stop right outside Universal. So you could pretty much get back on that bus and then get back on the, the train and get to Universal fairly easily. Yeah. So, I mean, the Universal... I mean, we need to lock down how many days. You know, Disneyland Paris, we do a Monday to a Friday generally. Yeah. And the last uh, time we we went to... Um, 
whatever it is that Nick likes to go to um, for half the day. You can yeah. do Disneyland Paris in three days, maybe yeah. four. But we go Monday to Friday. I'd like to think Disneyland has got to be a Monday to Friday. Yeah. And con and concentrate and smash it. I know you yeah. said you, you didn't cock up, but you you didn't plan as much. Yeah, yeah. And we only had we had four days at, at Disneyland, and we dived right into it by starting with Oogie Boogie Bash on the first night. Yeah, and that pretty much kiboshed everything. But that was the only choice we had. the The second one that was on while we were there sold out before I could even buy tickets. To locals, so that's put you on the back foot straight away. Yeah, because we were we were battered. Yeah, yeah. Like so, both me and my my little one fell asleep in the park on the first night because we were we were so jet lagged. I fell asleep on a bench by Little Mermaid. He fell asleep during World of Color. <laughs> so. And there's pictures. There, there are literally pictures. And actually, the photo, my background, was from that day. Wow. During the day. And then later on, we were literally sitting opposite the Mickey's Fun Wheel during World of Colour doing our dessert party. And he pretty much fell asleep in his desserts. So you live and learn, don't you? And that's what oh, this I... podcast is going to be about. Yeah. Uh, like we say, I mean... Look, Michelle at Disney Dream Girls, she's, I would class Michelle as an expert now because she goes very regularly to Disneyland. She classes yeah. that, like you, as a home park. Um, and we are planning to get her on here at some point. Yeah. Um, we're planning on doing, are we doing Eat It as part of the episode or as separate little episodes? Well, little we probably will do it with, it with it only being the two of us. Yeah. Eat It kind of feels like a addendum. To an episode, we could, we could put it to the Patreons as well to pad it out a little yeah. bit more. See what they yeah. say because I don't know any of the any of the restaurants. No, at and all. they have got some really great restaurants that I am set on trying the next time we go. Well, on the next episode, I want to do the best uh, restaurant on property. Okay, the highest right. ranked. Okay. There's a couple that you could pick from. Okay. I'll let you so, pick. You get first yeah. dibs. Okay. Okay, then in that case, I am nominating Carthay Circle. Okay. So, I mean, we'll talk about it more there, but very quickly, where is that? Carthay Circle is in California Adventure. It's on the end of Buena Vista Street, based on the theatre that Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs premiered in. In Los Angeles. Oh. I mean, that's just boss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it's it's absolutely picturesque, especially during Halloween, because Oogie Boogie comes out of it. Um, and there's bats. They put bats coming out of the belfry. And you can oh, see wow. them from miles away. Yeah. If you search, this is a great recommendation for people that don't know the layout of Disneyland. Have a look at Howard Johnson's... Um, Camcorder, their their camera, their live camera. Oh, like um, the webcam. Yeah, um, because you can see the whole thing. And at this point in time, you will be able to see the bats coming out of Carthay Circle. No way. Yeah, it looks it looks great. It looks brilliant close up. Um, 
but to be able to see it from that distance as well, because it's it's about half a mile away. So ridiculous. Yeah, you can definitely see it. So, but I think that pretty much wraps up. This has gone way longer than I was expecting it to. Yeah, and and this is what it's about. I mean, it's it, it baffle. It's it amazed me. I was expecting really cheap flights. I don't yeah. know why. I just was because it's not Florida. I yeah. had Washington in my head, and it's opened my eyes. But you know what? February. That's all yeah. I need to worry about now. Yeah, February. And so the other thing we did mention that we're going to look at reviews for hotels. Yeah. Show you some of them as well. We'll chuck some pictures in during the the video. I've just had a look at um, TripAdvisor. Okay. Stuck on their travel ranked hotels in the Disneyland area. And the number one hotel is the Spring Hill Suites by Marriott Anaheim Maingate. Oh. So it beats the Disneyland Hotel. The Disneyland Hotel only comes in at number five. So we're a good no few way. months away from actually talking about an on-site hotel. Yeah. Um, there's a few. Not ones that you've mentioned. A couple that I've looked at before and thought about staying at. Um, so, yeah, we've got a while before we even get to an on-property hotel. That is bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. So yeah. the next episode, we're going to start with the hotels. Are we going to try and pepper a little bit of news in? or We can do. Uh, at the moment, it's kind of oogie-boogie bash time. Yeah. So there's not loads to talk about, but it's only going to get more newsy in the coming years with the expansion that is the coming. Expansion, yeah. Well, it's two great big areas of land that's being expanded onto. So there's there's a lot to come. Enhance the parks, Disneyland edition. There is definitely going to be room for Enhance the Parks, Disneyland edition. Boom. Fantastic. So, thank you for joining me, Craig, as always. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. And we will see you in the most happy place on earth. Yeah, I'll be in the bar. Ladies and gentlemen, Disneyland has now ended its normal operating day. We hope you've enjoyed your visit to the Magic Kingdom and that you'll be back with us again soon. Drive carefully on your way home. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network. 